Our media encourage us to worship celebrity and power, and despite multiple scandals, politicians, Liberal and Labor, still seem to speak reverently about corporate bosses, but you are not buying it. Because the latest ethics index, which is published by the Governance Institute of Australia, has some striking results. It shows that our favourite folks are firefighters, pharmacists, paramedics and teachers. The Institute's chief executive is Megan Motto. We caught up in her neighbourhood and I wanted to know why the people's heroes seem to be so different from those of the elite. The public, by and large, thinks that the importance of ethics is higher than ever before. So if we just look at the headline results before we drill down, we saw a big jump this year in terms of the overall importance rating of ethics, um, largely driven by a big leap in millennials. Um, Interestingly, baby boomers actually thought ethics was less important this year than last year. So that younger generations are really driving the the higher bar in terms of how important we think that ethics is. A lot of our listeners are baby boomers. <laughs> I'm not going to suggest they're less ethical. Is it simply the fact that baby boomers have lived long enough to be disappointed? They've expected higher ethical standards and they've never seen it materialise. Yes, possibly um, there's a little bit of jadedness about that. We don't necessarily put an overlay on the survey results. It's an independent piece of research conducted by Ipsos. So the results speak for themselves. It's a representative sample of the Australian public by demographic, as in accordance with census data. And that's just the results that we saw this year. Two areas seem to be of particular concern to the public as they respond to this corporate tax avoidance and uh, corporate chief executive salaries. What do people think about that? Everyone tries to minimise tax. Individuals try to do that. Corporates are no different. But there is increasing concerns around the avoidance of tax, and in particular, large companies using international structures to avoid paying their fair share of tax in Australia. So that's been a growing concern for a couple of years. With regards to the second part of your question, which was on... um, Uh, Corporate CEO salaries. I see that nearly half the population think paying a chief executive more than $3 million is is very unethical. Indeed. And that's regardless of company size. So it doesn't matter whether it's 5,000 or 15,000 or more employees. Generally speaking, it just doesn't pass the pub test to be paying CEOs more than $3 million. It's rather poetic, by the way, that we're sitting here in a local park. We've got a community-run tennis court near us. We're surrounded by some local cafes. It seems from this survey, the more local things are, the more positive people feel about the ethical standards. Am I reading that correctly? Yes, you are. And there's definitely a proximity bias when it comes to ethics. So for example, what shows in the surveys is that we don't trust lawyers, but we trust our lawyer, or we don't trust doctors, but we trust our doctor. And we also saw that with the ratings of politicians over the last couple of years. So when COVID hit in 2020, we saw politicians have a big jump in terms of their perception of ethics. And partially that was because they were on the news every night, sprouting the numbers of the latest COVID figures, talking and being backed by medical and scientific experts. And they were sort of in our home, part of our lives on a much more daily basis. So we did see a jump in 2020. The wheels fell off a bit in 2021-22, particularly with the vaccination stroll out and the National Cabinet 
splitting at the seams in terms of state-based lockdowns. But we've seen a jump again in uh, 2023 with politicians. Yeah. A flight going overhead because the other thing is we're also in the flight path of uh, Sydney Airport, which raises the question of the moment, Qantas and that rolling reputational and ethical scandal that is Qantas. Does that sort of behaviour show up in the responses? I think there's some links that you can draw to some of the things that are going on at the moment with Qantas and a variety of other corporate scandals over the time. We know that ethics is very much perceived to be the dominion of the board and the CEO. So you can definitely see that obviously playing out at the moment with a lot of the public commentary around Richard Goiter and Alan Joyce. Also, you can see that demand from the public is for a higher level of things like accountability and transparency. They're sort of the hallmarks of good governance and they're some of the things that drive our perception of ethical behaviour. So the more accountable an organisation seems to be and the more transparent it seems to be, the more we perceive it as being ethical. And the same thing as we were saying before with business, local, you know, it's often like shooting fish in a barrel to criticise politicians for their ethics. But I did notice that of the three levels of government, it was the local councillor who, if any politician had a decent rating, it was the local councillor. Yeah, once again, that proximity bias plays out a little bit, but let's not give politicians a free card just yet. (laughs) Local politicians came fifth lowest, followed by state and then federal politicians, but they're still the bottom three out of the bottom five, as perceived as the lowest ranking ethically based profession. They had a jump (laughs) from last year, but they've still got some work to do. Yeah, look, in the spirit, though, of some self-reflection, what does the public think of people like me, people who work in the media? There's a little bit of jadedness around journalists and the media more generally. This year, for the first year, though, we de-aggregated the data based on sort of more traditional media outlets versus the social media outlets. And what we can see is a large part of the drag for journalists and the media in general is driven by the social media platforms. So TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We really perceive them as being far less ethical when it comes to presenting news and being a source of news. We call them social media, but I think people understand and appreciate that they're probably more social than media. Nevertheless, people do turn to them for media and they do present those sort of echo chambers that reinforce some biases, both conscious and unconscious, and that probably drives partly our our perception of their ethical behaviour. Megan, you've made me feel very good about not having any more a Twitter account or a Facebook account. You've made me feel very good about that. To what extent do people responding to this study expect the government to enforce ethical standards? There's a strong correlation between our perception of the importance of ethical behaviour of government, but also the imperative that government has to lead the way. We do see, for example, when we look at government-based organisations, our perception of how ethical they are is quite high. CSIRO, Border Force, the ACCC. The ACCC was just in the case most recently with Qantas that we were talking about before. So there is a somewhat ethical perception of those government organisations. That's why the Governance Institute's been such a strong advocate for the National Anti-Corruption Commission, because we think it's an important institution to try and restore trust in our government as the leader and a good example of good ethics. Just finally, Megan, we all have personal ethics as well. 
Do we think deeply about our own personal ethics? If a shop assistant gives us too much change, for example, what do we think are our personal ethical obligations? Very interestingly, there's a couple of elements on this. The first is that we believe that there is a higher ethical imperative for others to respond to, say, for example, things like climate change, where we believe that the government and large organisations and even small business has a very high ethical implication to act less on ourselves when it comes to our personal behaviour. So there is a higher, it seems, level of expectation of others than there is for ourselves. Looking at particular situations, we had some really funny and interesting perspectives come out. For example, keeping a parcel that has been wrongly delivered to you. We saw a lot of that during COVID and we believe that's highly unethical uh, with a minus 57 score. Probably because you're not sure what's in it and you may not like it. (laughs) Well, that's right. You might want to return the garment, for example, (laughs) so you won't get your money back if you didn't get the parcel. But you're right, not correcting a restaurant bill when it doesn't include the item or it's an incorrect change. Similarly, we see that as somewhat unethical with a minus 43% score. So there is a high degree of personal ethics, but not as much as we seem to place on others. Megan Motto, she's the Chief Executive of the Governance Institute of Australia. We've been speaking about the 2023 Ethics Index. We'll put a link to that on our website. Megan, thank you for joining us on the Religion and Ethics Report. It's been great to talk to you, Andrew. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.